You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Right. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the show, episode 43 of your favorite I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your venerated host. <laughs> you say that a lot. Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me is the lovely Brittany Page. Hello, everybody. I am having a rough time because I just made myself a tasty little snack. Oh, a tasty treat. Mm-hmm. A little, little treat. And in it, I used too many habanero peppers. Yikes. So I'm <clears throat> having a little cough session every two or three minutes. I think it's kind of a mild allergic reaction or something. It seems like it's about to turn into what one might refer to as a tum time. <laughs> I was waiting for sitch. I thought you were going to say, like, sitch. Also, tum times are sitches. Yes. Brittany doesn't like to talk about pooping. Um, I can talk about that. It's just that... <laughs> you don't do that. I... Excuse me? Me? <laughs> it's not pooping. It's tum time. There's always these little... <coughs> see? The peppers. There's euphemisms involved rather than just outright talking about it. Yeah, because I don't... I have a tum time. <laughs> you can think that means whatever you want that to mean, but... Well, anyway, not to get too far afield, I've got a giant glass of water here and a half-drank beer that I'm nursing, trying to get back into the swing of things relative to voice and not coughing and hacking because of the buildup or whatever is going on. Mm -hmm. Because if the audience probably doesn't know, I enjoy spicy, spicy food. You do. Super spicy food. Extremely, exceptionally spicy food. Yeah, you're a freak. A, a freak, yeah. for sure. It's something has gone wrong in my upbringing where I've been programmed to eat stupid spicy food. Maybe it's just your evolution. You are programmed to survive, you know. After it, having eaten it? Well, yeah. You, you just better than anybody else you are. <laughs> you can withstand more pain. You can eat... A variety of spicy things, and you'll just get a tum time, but you know, you'll be okay. Not always. Yeah, not always. Not always. But sometimes. Sometimes it's just a sitch. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to to start the beginning of the show right off, with the exception of everything we just talked about, right off. I'd like to wish um, some of my best friends in the world, Brett and Lisa, and Todd and Jamie, it is their their anniversaries they those two couples got married on the same day different years but the same day and it's not today but it was august 1st and i wanted to to definitely wish them a happy anniversary yes happy anniversary you guys are great and we love you very much so moving on taking care of a little bit of house house cleaning we keep talking about House cleaning, housekeeping, whatever. Yeah. We we always talk about we're gonna follow up on that. We'll let you know. There are a couple follow-ups in this in 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 the rundown today, but I also wanted to bring up um the recent I don't want to say altercation, but the recent going on back and forth with my Facebook friend Isaac. He had made a post and we talked about it publicly on the podcast and let him know that we did that. That's right. He compared Obama to Hitler, Stalin, and a couple other brutal, murderous dictators. Yeah. Logical thinking. Right. Reasonable. Well, I don't have to worry about seeing Isaac's posts anymore because although he said he welcomes debate and discussion, Mm. uh, he unfriended me. (laughs) Typical. So apparently, debate and discussion isn't quite as welcome as he liked to portray it. Yeah, evidently not. So I never gave his last name. Well, I guess it was in the thing that I posted. So yeah, Isaac White, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I am unfriended, which is an odd thing. 
And it, it's it, very odd. It happens. It doesn't happen to me a lot, but when it does happen, it it's something that I I think about because in today's world, when you can unfriend someone, that's a weird fucking concept just in and of itself. Yeah, it is. It is. I know that it's happened to you. Oh yeah, many times where you've got these these, I'm using the term loosely. These friends mm-hmm. who want to post something controversial to spark up a discussion, and then when you get involved in the discussion, they fucking abandon ship, and oftentimes they'll just delete the whole post like Isaac did. Yeah, it's it's very strange because if you are going to put your beliefs out there and you're going to be posting these controversial things, you need to expect that people are going to have an opinion that maybe they want to comment, weigh in on the post, and they're going to share what they think, and they might not agree with you. And, you know, you need to be prepared to handle that rather than just freaking out and, like, insulting people or deleting them. And it's happened to me a couple of times where people have deleted me and then a couple of months later they try to re-add me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll message them and be like, well, we used to be friends on here, so what happened with that? And they just won't reply and then they'll like take back their friend request. I've, I've had this happen a few times. I've since closed the stalker feed. Oh, yeah. But I guess it wasn't in there anyway. But I'll see where Facebook will be recommending, hey, do you know this person? And I'll be like, uh, yeah, I fucking know that person. They used to be my Facebook friend. Yeah. And then I'll, I've messaged, this happened a couple times, and I've messaged them and, hey, hey, listen, I don't know what happened. Um, if it's something related to religion that I've posted, because that happens a lot, um, I understand. You know, I, I can totally see why someone wouldn't want their faith being challenged over and over and over in their feed. You know, you, you don't, you don't log on to Facebook to be not a lot of people berated. Well, they don't, they, and it's not necessarily berated. No, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to exaggerate a but, lot. But it's, I can understand where they would be uncomfortable with that. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't go on Facebook. Some people use it as as just recreation and whatever. I use it more of a as a as a platform yeah. for my messages. So I understood why that person deleted me. In fact, that speci- the specific person I'm talking about right now re-added me and then subsequently deleted me again. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they just couldn't handle it. Yeah, maybe yeah. they thought you would change. Well, and I'm, then... not, I'm not offended by that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's, that's understandable. But where I have a problem is if you're going to put yourself out there and be championing your beliefs relative to Facebook posts and then fucking abandoning ship... That's bullshit. You you need to be strong enough to make arguments for your points. Yeah, and I guess one of the main reasons I don't understand it is because I also post somewhat controversial things, and I can't get enough people to want to get in on discussions with me. So why would I want to delete people that are willing to do that? You know what I mean? I I want more of them. I want more people commenting, more people interacting. There's an odd thing, I think, that a lot of people, and this is, I think, a bad thing, a lot of people want to surround themselves with people who think exactly like them. Yeah. And they're afraid of dissent. They're afraid of a differing opinion. Yeah. And it's a bummer. I, I love the fact that I have m- a multitude of different beliefs that surround me. Because yeah. it keeps me honest. Because sure. when people challenge me, it makes me fucking think. Yeah. So. And that's the best way for that to happen naturally, too. Yeah, Absolutely. So we will continue, one, on our personal Facebook pages, which I would invite you all to friend us, because there's a lot of shit we share there that we don't share on the show's Facebook page. Yeah. So, and mainly because we don't want to inundate everybody with everything that comes to our mind, you know. Yeah. So. Not all of our thoughts are worthy of being shared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, speak for yourself. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. So, speaking of sharing, 657-464-7609, that is our phone number. You can call or text to that number, and we will include your participation into the show. Yes. Tell us your own Facebook experiences. Yeah. That, that would be, be fun awesome. to hear. Yeah. 
Because I'm sure that there are some that are outside of the scope that we've experienced yeah. out there. Speaking of Facebook, this week there was an outage. Friday morning. Friday morning. There are a couple of different very brief outages. And apparently some people took it very, very seriously. According to Sergeant Brink in Crescenta Valley, California... He received several calls from dissatisfied Facebook users seeking a solution when the network had its outage. And he said the exact number of phone-in complaints hadn't been tallied yet. He actually had to send out a tweet on Twitter to get people's attention to stop calling. Because people were calling the cops. Yes. Over Facebook being down. Yes. Wanting a solution. (laughs) And he tweeted, hashtag Facebook is not a law enforcement issue. Please don't call us about it being down. We don't know when Facebook will be back up. That's unbelievable. So they were calling 911. Yeah. And he said, we get calls all the time, whether it be Facebook going down, people getting wrong orders at fast food restaurants, or their cable TV going out. But with Facebook in particular, we get calls probably because it's such a widely used thing. It's a biz- I think it speaks to, I think people who call 911, I think it speaks to what kind of culture that we are becoming, um, being very comfortable with being taken care of. Yeah. That they feel like the cops are there to take care of them, not enforce the laws. To protect and serve doesn't mean to go fiddle with your network and make sure that Facebook is working. What the fuck? Yeah, it's also strange to me because when I was a kid, I knew that calling 911 was a serious thing. Oh, you yeah. did it when a serious thing was happening, and I was always afraid to accidentally call 911 and have the cops <laughs> come out and, oh, sorry, I accidentally did that. I'm in trouble now, huh? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So that was a fear of mine. And these are adults calling 911 on purpose because of Facebook. Unbelievable. Yeah. So what I've done, I've actually, I thought this would be fun. I've put together a, a, just a few 911 phone calls that are. Stupid and funny. Oh, perfect. And in the first one, it's an actual cop who subsequently got in trouble for stealing the stashes of marijuana from from dealers and then smoking it. But in this first call, he calls 911 because he believes... Well, I'll just let you listen. My folks take... Taylor Heights emergency? Yeah, can you please send rescue? I think I'm having an overdose of so is my wife. Okay, you and your wife? Yes. Overdose of what? Marijuana. But I don't know if it had something in it. Okay. Can you please send rescue? Okay, how old are you? I'm 28, 29 years old, and my wife is uh, 26. Please come. 26? Yes, please. Have you guys been drinking also? What? Have you guys been drinking today too? No, that's it. No, and is there any weapons in the house? No. Please come. Okay, we're on our way. You guys, are you guys like, do you guys have fever or anything? No, I'm just, I think we're dying. Okay, how much did you guys have? Uh, I, I don't know. We made brownies, and I think we're dead. I really do. Okay, uh, how much did you put in the brownies? I don't know. I, 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 Was it a bag? Who made the brownies? I, I, um, my wife and I did. Cuba, come here. Okay, get her. She's on the she's on the living room ground right now. Is she breathing? She's barely breathing. Is she awake? She, uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay, can you look? Pardon? Can you look? Could I, yeah, I could feel her. She's laying right down in front of me. Time is going by really, 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 really slow. Okay, well I'm on the phone with you, and you don't do you do you know how much of it you bought and put in the brownies? Pardon? How much did you buy? I don't. I, just please send rescue. They're on the way, but I'm trying to figure out how much you bought and put into the brownies, sir. Probably like a quarter ounce total. A quarter ounce total into yeah. the brownies? Did you guys eat all the brownies? Yeah, we did. Okay. And you ate all of them. But how many? Was it a big batch, a little batch? It was, it was a quarter ounce. Okay, but brownie-wise, how many pieces do you guys think you guys had? I, I don't know. My, I probably had like a small chunk. Please come. It's what time is it? It's nine thirty-seven. When did you guys last eat the brownies? Probably like an hour and a half ago. So, I love that. One, he's a cop. Two, I think we're dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're dead. The, the call goes on for a long time, 
But there's a second part that I had to put in there and skipped all the... She's asking questions about whether there's guns in the house and if there's animals and all the questions that 911 dispatchers typically ask. But then uh, he starts asking her questions. What's the score in the Red Wings game? What? What's the score in the Red Wings game? I've got no clue. I don't watch the Red Wings. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure this isn't some type of like hallucination that I'm having. Oh, why? What's the score say? Uh, three to three. What channel is it on? Um, channel two. Uh, it's two to two. Huh? It's two to two. Okay. Your police tell your officers they just passed me. Okay, they just passed you? Yeah. She's so patient and kind, that lady. Well, I think she's getting a kick out of it. She's hiding it well if she is getting a kick out of it because I think I would have a difficult time not laughing my ass off. Part of it, I think she was getting frustrated. A lot of the clip that I didn't play because it's just monotonous bullshit, you know, kind of the the regular happenings in a 911 call. Yeah. She's getting frustrated because he keeps over and over, pardon uh, pardon, he's super calm and just high as balls. Like he said, time is moving very slowly. <laughs> no, no, not very slowly. Really, 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 really slowly. Oh, okay, yeah. That's Four really really slow. Is, That's yeah. pretty slow. That's intense. <laughs> so in another call that I that I found, and this is related, the, the like the cop said in your in the the story about the Facebook, yeah, that fast food apparently is something that happens all the time. Yeah, this is a local call. This happened in Laguna Niguel, which is uh, ten minutes away, fifteen minutes away. Yeah, and the same kind of thing happened with fast food. Fast department, how can I help you? Yeah, I'm over here. I'm over here at Burger King right here in San Clemente. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not San Clemente. I'm sorry. Um, I live in San Clemente. I'm in Laguna Niguel, I think. That's where I'm at. Uh-huh. I'm at a drive-thru right now. Uh-huh. I, had, I ordered my food three times. They're mopping the floor inside, and I understand they're busy. They're not even busy. Okay, I've been the only car here. I asked them four different times to make me a Western barbecue burger. Okay, they keep giving me a hamburger with lettuce, tomato, and cheese, onions. And I said, I'm not leaving. Uh-huh. I want a Western burger because I just got my kids from Taekwondo. They're hungry. I'm on my way home, and I live in San Clemente. Uh-huh. Okay. She, said, she gave me another hamburger. It's wrong. I said four times. I said, I want it. She goes, can you go out and park in front? I said, no. I want my hamburger right. So then the, the lady came to the manager, she, or whatever, whoever she is. She came up, and she said, um, she said, um, do you want your money back? And I said, no, I want my hamburger. My kids are hungry, and I have to jump on the toll freeway. I said, I am not leaving this spot, uh, and I said, I will call the police because I want my Western burger done right. Now, is that so hard? Okay, what exactly is it you want us to do for you? I send the officer down here. I want, I want them to make me right. Like, Ma'am, we're not going to go down there and enforce your Western bacon cheeseburger. What am I supposed to do? This is, this is between you and the manager. This, we're not going to go enforce how to make a hamburger. That's, well, not, that's not a criminal issue. I mean, this woman has to be mental or something, right? Like, the... Well, she's probably affluent. They live in San Clemente, you know. And she... <laughs> I love, I love the, the dispatcher's response, though. Ma'am, we're not going to go down there and enforce your Western bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. I love how she was waiting for what the issue is the whole time. She just kept saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Waiting for when the murder happened. Yeah. Okay, so you don't sound panicked. Who's what's... bleeding? Who stopped breathing? Yo, what... <laughs> yeah, what's the serious issue? Oh, it's just a Western bacon cheeseburger. All right, and in our final call, <laughs> this has got to be out of Florida. I don't know where it's out of, but, um, well, I'll let... the call will speak for itself. One second, it's the emergency. Hi, um... I'm at the corner of Pleasant Hill and John Young Parkway. I'm in a Walgreens parking lot, and my car will not start. I'm locked inside my car. I cannot open my car. I can't get the windows down. Nothing electrical works. And it's, it's getting very hot in here, and, I, and I'm, I'm not feeling well. I, I need some help. Just... just. Are you able to pull the lock-up on the door and open the door? You should be able to just pull the lock-up even if it's electrical. I tried. Okay, okay. All right, I got that going. Okay. So are you able to get out of the car now? Yes, I got the door open. Okay. All righty. 
I'll, I'll see if I can get AAA or something. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. All righty. Bye-bye. I wonder how fucking dumb she felt <laughs> as oh soon as she God. as soon as she pulled the lock and was like, oh, okay, I I got that working now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sorry to have wasted all of your time. Hope that uh, someone wasn't stab being stabbed to death and got a busy signal. Yeah. <laughs> so those are a few examples of how nine one one should not be used. And hopefully everybody feels a little better about themselves now. Yeah. So we're going to move on to another story, a more serious story, although still in the stupid category. It also goes to show that smart people, wildly, highly intelligent people, can still be fucking dumbasses. And in this case, I'm talking about famed atheist Richard Dawkins. Yes. He is... He's a guy that I've never really jived with. I've never really liked. And I don't know if it's his his voice. And, I've, of course, this is juvenile to not like a guy because the way he sounds or talks. Well, he's kind of smug. But he, he that's it. He really comes across as a smug, arrogant douche. And not in a charming kind of way like Christopher Hitchens did. Yeah. Christopher Hitchens was for sure smug, but he was charming and he was affable and he was funny. I don't believe that that Richard Dawkins is those uh, is any of those things. Yeah. He's he's just a smug fucking prick. He definitely comes off that way regularly and most of the time. And he has often been in the past embroiled in controversy because of dumb shit he said or what he would believe to be rational thought. <sighs> but he's in it again and what's going on? Well, we should start, I guess, maybe a year ago when he was first in in the midst of this controversy where he has said that teaching children about hell is more traumatic and more damaging to them than mild physical abuse, is what he says. And about a year ago or so, he came out and talked about his own personal experience with being molested. Yeah, which, you know, I think everybody pretty resoundingly thought was brave and was good. It was a great thing that he came out and talked about it. The problem is he didn't leave it at that. He he wants to classify his molestation and maybe it's for his own so he can process it easier or something, but as mild molestation. Yeah, so then he he was kind of talking about how child abuse scandals may have been overblown and in an interview in the Times magazine um on Saturday, September 7th in 2013, he said that he was unable to condemn what he called quote the mild pedophilia he experienced at an English school when he was a child in the 1950s. Referring to his early days at a boarding school in Salisbury, he recalled how one of his masters pulled him up on his knee and put his hand inside his shorts. Uh, he said other children in his school had also been molested by the same teacher, but he concluded, quote, I don't think he did any of us lasting harm. So kind of there's the first issue I have is that he is speaking for other people and right. their trauma. For sure. He says... I don't think he did any of us lasting harm. Well, how about you let those other victims, those other victims of child molestation, speak for themselves about and, how they were impacted. And work through and deal with their personal trauma. Yeah. So he goes on to say, quote, I am very conscious that you can't condemn people of an earlier era by the standards of ours. Ugh, fuck. Just as we don't look back at the 18th and 19th centuries and condemn people for racism in the same way as we would condemn a modern person for racism, I look back a few decades to my childhood and see things like mild pedophilia and can't find it in me to condemn it by the same standards as I or anyone would today. There he goes. Mild pedophilia. Now, this is someone who you know, hates on religion, right? Oh, yeah. But this this argument that he's making seems to contradict his beliefs because, you know, slavery was in the Bible and we always talk about how slavery was wrong. Yes. So it is, was slavery okay then because they didn't know any better? Well, so you, it, you can't judge them by a modern standard. That, we've talked about this on the show b before. 
the whole can't judge. Oh, don't judge. Don't judge because it's it was a different time. That's bullshit. We do look back with hatred at slavery in the Civil War era and prior, even in the biblical era. People know that there's a certain standard that we understand that you don't own other people. Yeah. Because if it was right only 200 years ago, then why the fuck is it wrong now? Yeah. It's only 200 years. Yeah. And to say that, you know, pedophilia is worse now because, well, I don't know what his reasoning is for saying such a thing, but we've always known that it's wrong to abuse people. Right. So touching children, harming them in any way, that's wrong, regardless of when it happens. It doesn't matter when it happens. That's right. Here's the thing, is did that professor, would he just go around, would he tell local law enforcement officials that he did that? No, he wouldn't, because he knows it's against the law. There were laws in place when Richard Dawkins went to school Yeah, that made that behavior illegal. Yeah, for sure. And the reason that is, is because it was understood by the culture and the society, this is wrong. This is against the law because it harms someone out of power. Yeah. Fuck. So let's fast forward to today. Let's do. And what he's, you know, saying now, all these fantastic logical things. So his his tweet started with this. X is bad. Y is worse. If you think that's an endorsement of X, go away and don't come back until you've learned how to think logically. Okay, so there's not really a problem there, right? It's when right. he fills in for X and Y. Right, when he solves for those, yeah. for the equation. <laughs> so he says, mild pedophilia is bad, violent pedophilia is worse. If you think that's an endorsement of mild pedophilia, go away and learn how to think. Ugh. Again, the arrogance. Yeah, so uh, of course we know it's not an endorsement of mild pedophilia. The issue that everyone has is you're using the phrase mild pedophilia. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, Can someone be mildly a pedophile? Right, right, right. <laughs> is someone just, oh, yeah, I have hints of pedophile in me. I'm only a little bit of a pedophile. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, I, look, that guy has molested a thousand kids I've only molested five, so I'm only mildly pedophilic. I know. Is that what he means? Is that what mild pedophilia means? It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, but it, it gets worse. Yeah. So he goes on to say, date rape is bad. Stranger rape at knife point is worse. If you think that's an endorsement of date rape, go away and learn how to think. No one. Listen, I'm talking directly to you, dumbass Dawkins. Hey, that's good. And also, just because you're an atheist doesn't mean I'm going to just hands down support you. Oh, no. I'm not blind like so many religious people are that if Joel Osteen or Jimmy Swaggart or Billy Graham or Franklin Graham or, or, Pat, any, Robertson. or Pat Robertson, any of these dudes, they will be defended to the death by their followers, even if they're doing dumb shit. And even though largely... Christopher Dawkins believes what I believe, largely. You just said Christopher Dawkins. Oh, Richard Dawkins. Sorry. That's got, a sin. I got hitch on the brain. Yeah, Sorry. you do. So just because largely we agree doesn't mean I'm going to follow him down this path. He's fucking wrong. Yeah. But the other thing is, no one thinks that you're endorsing. Yeah, of course not endorsing mild rape yeah of course not that's fucking ridiculous it's the fact that you're categorizing any rape as mild rape and i i loved what you tweeted in Brittany. it was fucking it was a thing of beauty why don't you share it yeah well i asked him which would be worse for your asshole <laughs> date rape or rape at knife point my guess is both would be equally painful no well it is, obviously, it's it's funny and it's crass, but it is poignant as, as anything could be because your asshole, dumbass Dawkins, is still being violated, whether it be someone you know who you were just on a date with yeah, or someone who's holding a knife to your neck, your asshole 
is still being caved in against your will. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand because rape is such a violent crime that yes. regardless of how it's happening, if if someone's choking someone while it's happening, if they're pulling their hair, whatever they're doing, they're still being violated. Their right. body is being penetrated. It's a violation. And to say, well, this kind of rape is bad, but this one is way worse. It's still uh... It's still an abject violation. And also, how people deal with this specific kind of trauma is different from person to person. Yeah. Someone who is brutally violently raped might have less traumatic results, negative influence or issues with it than someone who was quote unquote mildly date raped. Yeah. It it really just it it matters with how you deal with that kind of a problem and some people handle things differently than others. So the mild rape might devastate someone. Yeah. Where uh, you know, your more classic, you know, the, the kind of rape that you would envision in like a movie, like in Sopranos, when Dr. Melfi, when the psychiatrist got raped, that was brutal, terrible. Yeah. It, it's just, it for him to ascribe labels and severity to something just based on the act is ignorant. And he, sh he should be smarter than that. It's also not good for victims to hear this kind of thing, too, because they already wrestle so much with guilt. And, you Absolutely. know, for That's someone to say, well, this is this is considered mild pedophilia. So if someone went through what he considers to be mild pedophilia and they have been very harmed by it, they're having a difficult time overcoming it. Well, they're going to feel more guilt because someone is saying it's not that bad. Yeah, what's wrong with me? Why am I so affected by this? Yeah. Someone's yeah. like, well, I went through the same thing and it wasn't that bad. So what's wrong with you? Well, you can't you can't speak for other people and their traumas. And I think Richard Dawkins may have been affected by his molestation more than he is willing to admit. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of why he's like obsessed with this stuff and well, putting labels on things. He, he and... seems to want to explain it away or just, ah, it wasn't that bad of a thing. And yeah, he's, he's marginalizing it, minimalizing it when there's no way around the fact that an adult touched him. Yes. Inappropriately and violated him. Yeah. It's not mild. That's a serious offense. Yeah, it's a bummer. And it is, it's terrible. And I really, you know, it, it would be good for him and it would be a positive influence on other victims for him to just admit that and say it was bad. My, I have a, a several issues. Obviously, I have several issues with this, but one of my issues is that he's in a, he's in a, a position of power and a position of leadership. He has a mouthpiece. I mean, how many, he's hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. He has, he could be doing so much good for these, these types of issues. Yeah. And instead, he's doing damage. And also, I want you to kind of get into him trying to explain away the tweets. Because he, he got caught with his fucking pants down, no pun intended. And now he's trying to back out of it. Yeah, he posted a blog to his richarddawkins.net website. And the blog was titled, Response to a Bizarre Twitter Storm. Ugh. And he said, this is just, I'm going to read some, you know, excerpts from it. This part, he said, I should have, of course, said relatively mild pedophilia. Obviously, I don't. That doesn't make it any better. It's not better to call it relatively mild yeah. pedophilia. He even put relatively in all caps. Uh. There, there needs to be great emphasis on it, apparently. He goes on to say, obviously, I don't think any pedophilia is mild in an absolute sense. But I presume most victims would agree that being touched by an adult hand, though very unpleasant, as I know from my own childhood experience, is relatively speaking, not so unpleasant as being violently penetrated by an adult penis. But the logical point is, or should be, uncontroversial. No endorsement of the less bad option is implied. No one, no one rational or reasonable thinks that you are endorsing the other thing. Yeah, I don't know where he's getting that. He, well, he's, it really makes me, it's like when a Christian is trying to justify the terrible things that happened in the Bible, and they scramble to explain away slavery, women being sliced open and their, and their entrails spilled onto the ground with their babies. Christians try to explain that away with cultural arguments and uh, different different things, and 
he's caught in the same exact trap right now. He's scrambling, yeah, trying to rationalize stupid things and he stupid things that he said and what he should do. I think you've already said it. Is just come out and say, ah, fuck you guys. I, you're right. I'm wrong. Well, that's what most prominent atheists and people in the science realm champion, right? The ability to change your mind. That's exactly The right. ability for people to come forward and say, well, I once thought this way, but now I got new information, and so I believe a different way. And he is a, he is a scientist. Yes, he's an evolutionary biologist. That's right. And so you'd think that he would be someone who, you know, I misspoke. He's, I shouldn't have said this. Instead, he's being very dogmatic and sticking to his guns. When he was clearly fucking wrong and dumb. <laughs> yeah, so he goes on to explain the rape tweet that he tweeted. He says, actually, it's rather plausible that some people might find date rape worse than being raped by a stranger. Let's leave the at knife point out of it. Think of the disillusionment, the betrayal of trust in someone you thought was a friend. But my logical point remains unchanged. It applies to the hypothetical X and Y, which could be reversed. Thus, being raped by a stranger is bad. Being raped by a formerly trusted friend is worse. If you think that hypothetical quotation is an endorsement of rape by strangers, go away and learn how to think. He says, I wasn't even saying it is right to rank one kind of rape as worse than another. You may be one of those people who thinks all form of rape are equally bad and should not, in principle, be ranked at all, ever. In that case, my logical point won't be relevant to you and you don't need to take offense. All I was saying that if you are one of those people who is prepared to say that one kind of rape is worse than another, this doesn't imply that you approve of the less bad one. So now he's taking this position that is saying, <laughs> if you're one of those people who's going to rank them... Right. I'm not saying I am because I was just talking in hypotheticals. Right, right. It's all just hypotheticals, you right, see. Right, Fuck. I know because he's now I could see how that, you know, date rape could actually be worse than stranger mm, rape yes. at knife point. Yeah, that's what we're all saying. That's what we all want you to notice. Dickhole. Yes. Damn. And so he's coming out and he's, you know, very trying to just squirm out of it without apologizing, without saying I was wrong. But he's saying he's wrong, just not saying I am wrong. Yeah. Well, kind of. Kind of. He's just too fucking arrogant and pompous to come out and do it. Yeah. So he goes on to say, I was only talking logic with no desire to make light of the seriousness of any kind of rape or any kind of pedophilia. And the hypothetical comparisons that illustrated my logical point could, in all cases, be reversed without in any way changing the validity of the logic. So he keeps just coming back to, I'm just only talking logic. I'm just super logical and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Very fucking annoying. Yeah, and I would believe that he wasn't trying to make light of the seriousness of any kind of rape or any kind of pedophilia, like he says, except for the fact this is not the first time that he has been in trouble over things that he has said regarding mild pedophilia. Yeah. You do try to make light of the seriousness of the issue. Well, he's comp I don't know that he's making light of the seriousness. I think that he's compensating because he still this is my opinion. But I think he still harbors issues and he's holding on to that trauma from a childhood and I think it would serve him well to go see a mental health professional, a psychiatrist or a psychologist and enter into some talk therapy and see what he could Take out of that. Well, here's what I'm curious about, because he talks about the most notorious cases of pedophilia involve rape and even murder and should not be bracketed with what he calls, quote, just mild touching up. So does he believe that we need to amend the child molestation laws and who gets deemed a pedophile? So if you just do, quote, mild touching up of a child, I mean, you're not really committing a, you're just a crime. A, you're just a mild pedophile. I know. That's does, right. Does he want his personal <laughs> beliefs about this issue to be reflected in the law? Because that would be terrible. Well, it's also you can't just because he he's offering wild fucking um, scenarios. Like he said, it's almost like he's saying, "Well, who would you rather have watch your kid? A mild pedophile." Or a brutal serial killer. Yeah. You don't have to make that fucking choice. The answer is neither one, dickhole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he's not, he's not being rational. 
Yeah. He thinks he's being logical. He claims to be being logical. And he's not being logical. Yeah. Because also he's making assertions over and over and over about, you know, it's not endorsing. No one's saying you're endorsing mild rape or date rape. And no if one they are, says that. and if there is someone that's saying that, which I'm assuming there must be, since he's placing such great emphasis yeah, on that idea, doesn't matter. Yeah, they're dumb. They're not logical. They're not rational. They're just fucking knee jerk reactionary. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Deal with those whom need to be dealt, who need to be answered, because you're being fucking patently divisive on an issue where people have suffered massive abuse and still struggle like with you said like you said with a with a, a guilt uh, did i bring this on myself and all that he's not doing anybody any favors yeah exactly and stop it with this go away and learn how to think thing what is yeah. that well he's fucking the mighty richard dawkins uh Go away and come back when you, you're smart. Hmm. <laughs> I'm too smart to deal with you little peons. Come back when you've read a book or two. Hmm. Uh, that's that's exactly how it is. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, I get, is that it? Are we done there? Yeah, I think Anything we... Else? I think we summed it up pretty good, don't he you? Exhausted. The mild... He he mildly raped my ears with uh, those tweets well, and or I'd my love, eyes as it were I'd love to hear what people think about this too I'm, I'm sure that there's plenty of people that are listening that have been molested or have been raped there most certainly have and, or just even regular physical abuse regular yeah yeah um, <laughs> and I would love to hear how that hearing those tweets affects them and we, what they think we only want to hear from people who were extremely molested raped and abused not mild if you were mildly abused or molested we don't we don't want to hear from you yeah it, it's a joke of course we do yeah <laughs> because we don't believe as evidenced by the last 20 fucking minutes this bullshit well and anybody can let us know how they feel you don't need to be an abuse victim but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah for sure so 657-464-7609 you can text and or call and leave a voicemail there's also the facebook page the I Doubt It with Dollamore Facebook page. We'd love you to like the page and uh, enter into some conversation with us. We've been actually this week's been pretty pretty busy, um, pretty boisterous with some with some discussion and some comments, and we love it. It's very yeah, good for sure. So moving on, we're going to talk about a couple of those things I talked about at the top of the show um, relative to follow up and. Several episodes ago, we talked about Archbishop John Neinstadt, a Minnesota archbishop who is in hot water over homosexual relationships. And friend of the show, human pothole, Bill Donahue of the Catholic League, has taken up for the archbishop and is defending him, saying some pretty ridiculous things. Yes, Bill Donahue of the Catholic League, of course, says it's all about homosexuality. Ever since Archbishop criticized the pro-gay film Brokeback Mountain, he has been targeted by homosexual activists all over the nation. So it is hardly surprising to read a story on him in today's New York Times that cites his take on the movie. Had he liked it, and had he been silent on the subject of gay marriage, no one would be calling for his resignation. He's... He's asserting that a movie that was made almost a decade ago, nine years ago, I just looked it up, 2005. Wow. So a movie that was criticized nine fucking years ago, the, the New York Times just has a, they got a grudge because they got a dog in the fight. They really care what this terrible human being says and has said about Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Because apparently the, the New York Times financial interest is being jeopardized because maybe DVD sales are going to go down. What? The, come on, really? They're going to. They, no one gives a fuck what this whack job Catholic archbishop says about Brokeback Mountain. Well, and I think the point that Bill Donahue is trying to make is that he came out and the archbishop came out and talked negatively about homosexuality so mm -hmm. he's what we would refer to as a truth wiener he absolutely is and i think that's the issue that people are you know well, taken with uh, archbishop john nice that has his uh, he has all but admitted 
um, homosexual relationships with grown men. Yes. So it's no, it's not, we're not going out on a limb saying that he, he's gay. Well, he's, he was being investigated by his own parish for sexual relations with men and he had repeatedly denied the charges, but he was quick to respond to them touting that quote, the allegations do not involve minors or lay persons of the faithful. They do not implicate any kind of illegal or criminal behavior. So they're okay. Well, one, look, if if he's gay, be gay. That's fine. I mean, you're if you're gay, you're gay. Yeah. It's the damage that you do with your bully pulpit of being an archbishop in the Roman Catholic Church. That's the problem. Yeah. So Bill Donahue continues, further proof that homosexuality is the real issue driving the foes of Neinstead can be found in today's Star Tribune and Pioneer Press, two newspapers in the Twin Cities. I love how this article says the divorced head of the Catholic League claimed, quote, <laughs> both asked him yesterday what he does in bed and with whom. He told the former, no, I'm not gay and I'm not anti-gay. When the latter asked him if he had sex with men since becoming archbishop, he said, no, not even before. We have hit a new low when journalists descend to the level of probing Puritans. They would put a camera in his bedroom if they could. If these same reporters spent more time trying out Ninestead's anonymous accusers instead of trying out his sex life, justice would be served. But that's not in their interest, which is why injustice reigns supreme. Fucking Bill Donahue. Um, first of all, John Ninestead shouldn't have a sex life because he is celibate. He's an archbishop in the Holy Roman Catholic Church. There is no such thing as a sex life when you are in that position. No pun intended. Yeah. So the other, the second follow-up story we're going to do is good news. It First good news is that it has nothing to do with the jackass Bill Donahue. <laughs> the second piece of good news is that the Ugandan Constitutional Court, what have they done? They struck down the country's Anti-Homosexuality Act on Friday. That's awesome. The act, of course, was going to give the death penalty to... No, they ended up taking that off the table, but it was going to criminalize homosexuality. Oh. With very lengthy prison terms. <laughs> so in the five months since Uganda adopted the law, which imposes a sentence of up to life in prison for homosexuality and criminalizes advocating LGBT rights... The LGBT Ugandans have lived under constant threat of arrest or mob violence. The court's decision paves the way for organizations to again begin operating openly and to allow LGBT people to resume normal lives. Good. Good for them. What what I found interesting, though, and I want you to, to talk about this, is the reason they got... They did away with this legislation based on a kind of a technicality, and it seems as though the Ugandan legislature and the people in charge kind of snuck this one through. Yeah, the law was struck down on procedural grounds, saying it was invalid because there was no quorum in the parliament when the legislation was passed, and a quorum is the requirement that at least one-third of members are present when a vote is held. So they didn't have enough people there That's when the right. vote was held to have the law be enacted. Snaky. Very, very snaky. Yeah. So at least they, you know, corrected the issue. Well, it means there is some some level of integrity and honor in their in their their system of law. And they're you know, it's not just a country run by the president and his wacky far right wing Christian wife. Yeah, of course, people are, some people are upset by this. One person quoted in this article says, This decision is a legal travesty. It is an insult to all family culture loving people in Uganda. Family culture loving people. Yeah. Well, I guess you're just going to have to fucking live with it. <laughs> yeah. It's the way of the world in 2014 that we understand science and we don't go on fucking witch hunts for people who were born loving people of the same sex. So yes. fuck you, nutter butter. Agreed. Speaking of nutter butters, I'm getting good with those, huh? You're getting real good. A diner in Winston-Salem, North Carolina is offering a 15% discount for praying in public. 
Yes, and if you'd like to go, it's called Mary's Gourmet Diner. It sounds delicious mm. and very gourmet. So this picture of a receipt kind of went viral on the internet this week, and it showed a 15% discount. It says 15% praying in public. Right. And the person that posted this, uh, the tab belonged to Jordan Smith, and they had traveled to Winston-Salem for a business trip and stopped for breakfast at Mary's Gourmet Diner with two colleagues. Because uh, when you think a diner, you think gourmet. Yeah, right. <laughs> she says that the group prayed over the meal and the waitress came over at the end of the meal and said, just so you know, we gave you a 15% discount for praying. And the woman who, you know, had prayed over her meal said she'd never seen it before and that she was so impressed she had to share a photo of the receipt to her Facebook page. And then, of course, you know, that got shared elsewhere. And at the time of this article, it says it's been shared over uh, 1,700 times. I'm sure it's way more than that now. Oh, yeah. If we're hearing about it, it's more than 1,700 times. Yeah. So... The person that, you know, had the gourmet delicious meal at Mary's Diner said that she was definitely surprised by the 15% savings and that the three of us at the table talked about how wonderful it is and what a cool thing it is that they do that as business owners. It was great. I love And I used to say this all the fucking time when Tebow, Tim Tebow, the former Denver Bronco and New York Jet, when he would pull his bullshit and get down and pray on the side of the field, it is not scriptural. To do that. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. This is the Bible. This is Jesus talking. Jesus says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you openly. So they're, they are promoting behavior that is clearly wildly unscriptural. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, I mean, it's par for the course. It's, it doesn't surprise me that a Christian would be a Christian having not read their Bible. Or picking and choosing what they want to believe and what they don't want to believe. That's yeah. Not a, not surprising me. Yeah. But come on, Mary, and your gourmet diner. It's, I mean, look, you own a business, you can offer discounts for whatever you want. That's fine. But be true to your faith. Well, I'm gonna come in there and uh, pray to myself so that it looks like I'm praying. And yeah, I wonder if there, if if you have to be praying to Yahweh. Or if you go in there and get down on your little flying carpet and face east toward Mecca. Allah Akbar. Yeah. If you're if you're Muslim. Yeah. Does that count? I would assume probably not. Probably not. We should place a call to Mary's. If somebody knows Mary from Mary's Gourmet Diner, get a hold of us and let us know. And I have friends that live in that general vicinity. Well, you know, we can probably look her up on Yelp, find the number and call, and see if they would give a discount for Muslim prayer. Yeah. Before I'm the sure, meal. I'm sure she's being fucking inundated right now. <laughs> oh, I went to the Facebook page, and yeah, there's there's posts of just regular things, like a heart and bacon or something, and everybody's commenting about this issue. They hmm. have no, no care for the bacon at all. <laughs> so, I, I think a, a lot of our, I think that... Our general audience is probably pretty astute, pretty up on current events, and most of them have heard about the Ebola catastrophe right now happening in Western Africa, that it's the largest outbreak of the Ebola virus in the history of the disease. Yeah. And recently, two U.S. Um, medical professionals, one for sure is a doctor, I'm not sure about the other, I think so though. So let's just, two doctors... Um, have contracted the virus, have contracted the illness, the disease. While are, they're helping people. That's right. While they're over there helping Africans who are suffering from this uh, ailment. And they're being brought to back to the United States. And there are people who have the gall, who have the fucking wild temerity to be bothered 
that we're bringing sick Americans home to treat them in modern medical facilities. Yeah, it's very strange. I, I just saw a couple posts about it on Facebook of people saying, you know, that they that we're, we're putting people at risk. Why are we bringing them here? Putting people at risk. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, they're Americans. They're so. fucking Americans. Yeah. I, oh, you're sick? I'm sorry. You can't come back home. Also, they have the greatest likelihood of getting better here. You know, they have better care here. Well, they're bringing them to Emory University Hospital, which is in Atlanta, where the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control headquarters, happens to be, too. So they're going to make sure and take care that this person, they're also bringing them over on one at a time. They're not flying United. Yeah. <laughs> they're not flying Southwest from Liberia or wherever they're coming, from well, wherever they're coming. And they were transported in an ambulance, and everyone that was in the ambulance with them was in a suit. Yeah, even the sick person. Yeah, and they he... They put in the... Yeah, in, he came in, out in a full zip-up white suit, like on, you know, a movie you would see. Yeah, like Breaking Bad, the the yellow biohazard suits. Yeah, so they showed all the, the medical professionals getting out of the ambulance in the suits and then the very ill man getting out and he didn't look very good. But he was walking, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, very good. I, you know, our hearts go out to them. That's It's a terrible, terrible disease that we really don't have a handle on. Like I think we talked about last episode, you have a 10% chance of survival. I would say his chances are greatly improved being in an American hospital with advanced fucking equipment and, you know, the hundreds of super intelligent big brains that are going to be tackling the problem. I think it would also be useful if he could, the doctor who is infected, could look at the Vaccination Information Network Facebook page. Oh, yeah, that group. That, very smart people there. Yeah, I think that <laughs> he could find some great advice there because they recently posted a status that said, anyone have any info or thoughts on the new Ebola scare? That was a status on that Facebook page. Yeah, again, Vaccination Information Network, Vine, mm -hmm. for yes. whatever. That That's, where's the E in that? I don't, anyway. <laughs> um, this first person commented and said, it will be allowed to spread fear and disease so the capital vaccine industry can make another useless, harmful vaccine for meg profit. Mm, yes, that is exactly why Ebola is around. Yeah. So the vaccine companies can make money yeah. because there's there's clearly a in there's the, the Ebola vaccine is so great that people aren't aren't dying ever anymore. Yeah. From oh wait, that they're dying a lot. <laughs> so then this person says, "Oh wait, I think I smell a new vaccine on the market. Quick, let's all run to it and get poisoned, not uh fuck." So Ebola versus poisonous vaccine, it seems like she'd right. rather have Ebola. Yeah. And then this person says, just treat the symptoms. Hope for the best. That's it. Treat the liquefaction of your organs. Just treat those symptoms. Don't, don't, just hope for the best. Yeah, this person says, not really 1L. It's another wee bit of population control, 2Ls. It'll be okay after a good night's rest. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's all that guy needs getting out with his, you know, hazmat suit on. He just needs a good night rest. Yeah. Are you guys just let him rest? Why are you transporting him everywhere? Just give the guy an Ambien and let him sleep it off. And then this last one says, well, it's a virus. Vitamin A and lysine both inhibit viral replication, among other things. I'd make sure that your diet includes plenty of both. It's hard to say whether that would be enough to prevent it, but it can't hurt. Yeah, vitamin C and lysine. Vitamin A. Vitamin A yeah. and lysine, which is different than the one lady we talked about last episode that said coconut water <laughs> and vitamin C. Yeah, how are these people alive? Goddamn. Well... The good news is they have not been vaccinated, so the likelihood that they'll die of some terrible disease is quite a bit higher than, than mine. Yeah, Measles, quite a bit. mumps, rubella, polio, you know. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's not an Ebola vaccine, right? No, no, there's not. Why is that? Do we know? Well, it's a very new disease. We don't know much about it. Hmm. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. From what I know about it, you, I mean, I don't know if this is just hyperbole from the media, but your 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 organs kind of liquefy. You just you're fucked. You just you're ruined. Yeah. That's why ninety percent of people who get it die. 
Yeah, it just sounds like a really bad tum time. So yeah, it is. It, it's the ultimate tum time. Yeah. So what is uh, what's the name of that very very intelligent Facebook page? One more time. Vaccine Information Network. The Vaccine Information Network. You should go check it out. Like it on Facebook and give them the what for. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna wrap it up with this. Um, recently. Somebody postulated or threw it out there about which woman we would want on the who who would be the first woman on American currency, even though Susan B. Anthony has already been on. Well, a little girl wrote into Obama. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. During a speech in Kansas City, he said he received a letter from a young girl asking why there aren't any women on American paper money. And of course, paper money. She specified. Yeah. So uh, dollar coins have Susan B. Anthony and Sacagawea. Mm hmm. And so time.com, you know, the wonderful science reporters over there. Luckily, this isn't a science article, so we're probably okay. <laughs> and <laughs> they put up a, a poll to see who, who people think the first woman should be on money. Right. And the list was a little illuminating. We'll say that. Yeah. So it's Eleanor Roosevelt, Abigail Adams, Sally Ride, Harriet Beecher Stowe, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, Ayn Rand, and Beyonce. And uh, wait, what was the last one? Yeah, it was Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce Knowles. Yeah, Beyonce, the singer. Jay Z's wife. Yeah. Why the fuck would we put Beyonce on anything other than maybe the 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 safety toilet seat cover? <laughs> okay, well. Here's the thing. I just voted for my own personal favorite out of the list. Would you like to share? Amelia Earhart. Okay. I, whatever. And um, I s- now see the results of how everyone else voted. Oh, my God. Do not tell me. Beyonce is not number one. Okay. Oh, okay. But number one by far at 42% is Ayn Rand. It's probably because conservatives are jumping on the fucking bandwagon. But I think I would pick Abigail Adams. She is pretty low with the voting. Yeah, well, it's because people don't know about her. She was very outspoken um, with her husband. I mean, she didn't really hold office or anything, but she was not a shrinking violet. That woman was strong and bold, although FDR's wife was no pussy either. I mean, she was... Eleanor is in second place yeah. at 15% when Ayn Rand is at 42 Ugh. Second place, 15%. Right. Crazy. But the, the, I mean, the, they have all influenced, with the exception of Beyonce. Yeah. A fucking singer. Beyonce's against the word bossy. Uh, She's one uh, of those people. Yeah. So. Dumb. Is that really fucking someone dumb. that we should so, so champion? I want to ask the audience, who would be your choice? Because I, I don't think that there's anything wrong. I mean, obviously, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a woman on paper money. But I also don't think there's anything wrong with having... A $100 bill that has, you know, Benjamin Franklin and Susan B. Anthony. You can have two different people on a single bit on on money. Yeah. What Which $100 bill do you have? Well, I've got one that's Ben Franklin and I've got one that's fucking Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. But, you know. Yeah, that'd be my worst nightmare. I, I think that they, that's something they could do. And why not? It's 2014. We shouldn't have to wait for flying cars before we get woman on money. Yeah. Women on money. Woman on money. <laughs> <laughs> Me, caveman. <laughs> so sound off. Either 657-464-7609. Either text in your answer or 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 leave a voicemail. You can also, on the post that we're going to put on Facebook of this, let us know. And if you if you have another person that you think would be a good candidate to put on paper money, let us know that too. I am in the running. Oh, are you? Yeah. Brittany Page. I didn't put myself out there, but I'm just letting everybody know that I am in the running. You're not in the running. Oh, okay. No. Sorry. So Never mind, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up with that. Listen, go to dollamore.com. There's no segue for this, for schlepping the amazon.com link. I will say this. Brittany just bought some textbooks for grad school. I did. Using 
the Amazon.com link. I did. Just doing my part, you know, yeah. to give back. Yeah. Yeah. Help really keep su- us afloat. You're really supporting the show. Yeah, I am. Not only are you on the show, you're using the Amazon link to buy textbooks. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that is super good. Is that allowed? Are I, we going to get in trouble? Like I, Amazon's listening right I now? I think the Amazon SWAT team is outside the door ready to pounce right fucking now. Uh-oh. Yeah. So we definitely appreciate you listening. If you're going to spend your money anyway at Amazon, please use that link. It does go a long way to, to support the show. If you're going to buy a book, if you're going to buy a Scrabble board, that's the place to do it. So that I can win a lot of winning. Hmm. Anyway, we're going to end the show right there. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. Time is going by really, 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 really slow. <laughs>